Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, football at five here on a Wednesday. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. The week flying by with the holiday weekend. Uh, we'll be with you until Friday. Then just a heads up programming note. Uh, next week going national. We are going national. No. ESPN 69. <laughs> we'll take the national guys as we take a, a week away. Um, I and thought, then come I thought back. we were getting syndicated real quick. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, by then we would have our own hat. We're alive at Dome Hats. Oh, without Jack's a speech. doubt, man. Uh, no doubt is right. Uh, Brett Martin, Austin Lane. Uh, thanks to the folks at Dome Hats for uh, having us out. Uh, love this place. Love these guys. And uh, have always been good to us with our Dream 18. And once again this year, good to us with our Dream 18 card as we launched that in 2021. And basically it's as simple as this, folks. You go to ESPN690.com. You get a Dream 18 card, Father's Day gift perhaps, or maybe for someone you, you know and you like or yourself. And you get discounted golf, some free stuff like a smoothie from Smoothie King, and discounts from Palm Beach Autographs. Uh, you also get a T-shirt from Baker Sports, and you get a hat from Dome Hats. You can come in here and uh, pick out a hat and, and walk out the door. And hopefully order some more for whatever event you're, uh, you are organizing or going to next. But that's how it all works. Just 45 bucks right now for the Dream 18 card heading into Father's Day. Uh, and it's the best deal in town, no doubt about it. Check it out, ESPN690.com. And mental Health continues. Uh, mental Health Month was last yeah. uh, month. DJ Chark has done some things, uh, been very outgoing and sharing his story about depression. Yep. Was on the Today Show, one of four football players, NFL players, that were sharing their story. We just had the Naomi Osaka story that we talked about yesterday. Uh, and you mentioned this. The Washington football team has hired somebody on their staff from a mental health standpoint. Yeah. Will this become common practice in professional sports, maybe even collegiate sports. Yeah, it's going to be like a, like a mental health specialist essentially, and you know, obviously, it's a it's it's a doctor that I think that'll be working full time uh, with the Washington football team. You know, now there are like there are like third parties, obviously, during a game, someone gets a concussion, though they'll monitor him. But like this is really the first time that we're seeing you know the, the, the mental health overall being addressed. And to answer your question, I I do see uh, this going towards that direction in the future, as it should, because. You know, as you know, and obviously the the, the media is just one tentacle of, of a bigger thing here. But like, as the media grows of how we cover it, um, as social media changes, like yeah, it it can add a lot more pressure on today's professional athletes. And with more pressure, it can come more scrutiny. With more scrutiny, it can, it can come you know um, you know bad mental health. So I think having someone there in your locker room um, talking to these guys, you know, maybe on a daily basis, kind of having a chart, engaging them of where they're at mentally, I think that's important. We, we put so much emphasis on you know the, the physical part of the game, you know, nutrition, um, the weightlifting, the recovery, all this stuff. But we got to ask ourselves in the NFL, what are you guys doing to protect your brains? What are you guys doing to monitor your brains? And, have charts with that and i think a lot of teams can say you know what probably not that much so i think it's a it's a first step in the right direction and i think every team should probably follow suit eventually here yeah i think uh this will be fascinating to watch in part we live in a copycat world where something gets in vogue and you're like that's a good idea let's do this too Okay, so that's natural in almost any business, but it's natural in sports. Um, whoever opened the door, was it Arizona? And uh, was it Arizona who had the first woman on staff uh, when Arians was out there? 
I think it was either Arizona or San Francisco. Yeah, it might have been San Francisco, too. But either way, my point being, look how many women are on staff across the NFL right now. Right? Yep. I mean, that's a thing. And certainly not a bad thing. Becky Hammond, obviously, with with basketball. Yes. So, point being, on any level of whatever it is, uh, if it's technology, if it's staffing, if it's mental health, if it's sports and science, uh, you name it. If it's uniforms, there's a copycat element to, hey, that worked there. I think it can work here. I like that idea. That was pretty cool they did that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is a little bit of it. I'm sure that maybe there are others that that have it anyway in in college programs or even in NFL, I mean NBA, Major League Baseball, other professional sports. But it's certainly not across the board. And as much as the athletes now are promoting mental health, willing to share their story, get away from that stigma Mm -hmm. of mental health to help Everybody, not just the athlete, but everybody that looks up to them and saying, hey, if if I had this issue and you have this issue, maybe we can solve this issue together and I can be a role model in that respect. I think we're heading down a road where we see this to be a commonplace yeah. in sports um, and especially in professional sports because they have the dollars to do it. Yeah, when I was in Chicago, um, you know, like uh, sports you know, therapists were, were a really big thing, but that was more geared towards sports performance. Um, and, and I was actually like, I was on a committee. It was Kyle Long, myself, um, and like three or four other players. Uh, Jay Cutler was there, and like we interviewed um, sports therapists, and, and we basically thought like which one would be right for the team and the locker room. And we actually we had varying different opinions, but like that was always from more of obviously it's from a mental health standpoint, but it was more from a performance based standpoint. Where if a player is in a rut or whatever the case may be, you know that therapist can help get them out of it, and in turn you can see the best sports performance. I think what Washington's doing right now, it's more geared towards just it's the recovery standpoint. It's just the um, it's it's the well being standpoint more as opposed to how you perform on the field it's just your overall well-being and when we talk about mental health and sports performance and all that stuff like that's what it should be first and foremost like yes i understand you're an organization where you're required to do a job you get a lot of money for that job but it should be more about your well-being the nfl always preaches you know player safety being the top priority well this year in washington like that's a step towards proving that you know it's not about so much all right let's make sure this guy's in the mental state so he can perform best on the field let's make sure this guy's in the mental state because it's healthy and it's the way it's supposed to be. How much is a guy like DJ Chark showing? That's a great way. What's the way to phrase this? Whether DJ Chark was a Pro Bowl wide receiver or an NFL wide receiver or not, he might be sharing this story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, he might not, but he might be. Uh, Chark's a really cool dude. You know, a good guy, just had a baby, um, obviously has been through some things, and he's a talented kid, right? Talented young man. Um, and, and, the way I'm going about this is how much does something like this say to the organization when you're front and center on topics like this, you're kind of ahead of others, and you're also performing on the field, like, hey, we got to keep this guy, man. This guy is what we want to be all about, you know, and I say that because he's coming up on a big year. <laughs> it's a contract year. Uh, this is where he could make some big bucks, big dollars with big performance here in 2021. Uh, I feel like he's that guy. I feel like we go to Josh, and I'm not sure it took him talking on the Today Show and sharing his story about mental health for me to say that, you know. I I just think 
there's guys like that that you want in your building, you want on your team. You want to be able to show the highs and the lows and share the stories and impact people. Um, that's part of it, and impact your football team on the field. He kind of checks a lot of those boxes, DJ Chark does, and I think this is the latest sign of it, really. No, I mean, yeah, he definitely checks a lot of boxes, you know, and it's it's the Hayden Hurst effect where yeah. um, any time that you have the balls to come out and, and say exactly how you're feeling – um, and how your maybe your mental health wasn't the best, and then how you're trying to overcome it, and you just really leave yourself vulnerable. Um, not every player can do that, especially a player uh, in such a high-profile position that's had so much success, like a DJ Chark or even a Hayden Hurst. So, yeah, I, I think teams absolutely they 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 clamor to those guys and they need those guys just because they are so essential because. They they are a different breed. They are a rare. And when I say different breed, I mean the different breed where you you get what you get with them. They're they're not afraid to share things. And in doing so, they bring you know them being put on a pedestal. They bring it down to more of the human level. And anytime you can do that, you can relate to fans. And anytime you can relate to fans, I think that that fan base and, and that um you know that fandom it grows even more. Like some listen, people love to cheer for. High-profile players like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Why? Because they're some of the best players in the league. Don't get me wrong. But people also cheer for people that can be relatable um, and that can say, hey, you know what? Like, he's going through that. Maybe I'm going through that as well. Like, I'm his biggest fan now because I found solace in his story. So, yeah, I think absolutely people like DJ Chark, regardless if he's an all-pro, pro bowl, or just uh, uh, the last guy on the roster, anytime you share a story like that, it's going to have impact not only on your team but also the community as well. Yeah, I think when – Urban Meyer talks about the core of this football team. I think a guy like DJ Chark is on that list. You know, when he wants to preach, hey, there's guys that are here that are a big part of our core. Um, and how many of those guys? That's certainly debatable. But I think DJ Chark is on that list. And I'm not saying, hey, the Jacks should sign DJ Chark because he shared his mental health story. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm just thinking it's part of a, a package, part of a mature, part of a likability, part of a guy that you want in the building. And again, if he impacts people in the community, impacts people really outside of this community and can transcend Jacksonville and the Jaguars. But he's also impacting the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, because that's what you're going to be paying him for on the field. Well, I like that stuff. I think that checks a a, a balance of of, or checks boxes that you want in a player to invest in. Um, And I think DJ Chark's one of those guys. We've seen the transformation of his body a little bit. The question I just put out there, should the Jaguars – do with DJ Chark what they did with Miles Jack a couple years ago and sign him before the season starts. It's what they tried to do with Allen Robinson, actually, offering Robinson a deal. Now, that didn't work out, and we know how that all ended. But should they do that with the money they have available, with the inevitability that we believe he will be signed anyway, mm-hmm. coming off two really solid seasons, really, well, one really good year in 2019, yeah. a solid season a year ago, Rookie year didn't really do that much, if we're being honest, in terms of productivity. But this guy, we feel like, is a very good player and can be for a long time in Jacksonville. I wouldn't be stunned if that's a guy they take care of maybe around Labor Day, where I always say someone's going to get signed. (laughs) That That's the time. Should they do that, or should they wait for the season to play out? No, I mean, I think if you envision where you sit right now in your Urban Meyer and – you know, from the in-house personality and what he brings to the table as a leader on this team, I think you like that a lot. Obviously, the skill set, what you've seen on the field, I think they like that a lot as well. Um, I think if you take those two things into account and you foresee DJ Chark to be in Jacksonville for years and years to come, then why wouldn't you try to show that up as quickly as possible? Because to me, 
that sends a message to the rest of your team. Um, if you're Urban Meyer, you're coming in for your first year and you're still getting no guys and all this stuff, but you reward DJ Chark with a new contract. Now, once again, it's got to be the right price, all that stuff, and sometimes um, it just doesn't go through uh, a la Allen Robinson. But if Urban Meyer was to do that and, and they, they came to some kind of common ground and were to, to have a contract with DJ Chark, that sets a precedent on the locker room saying, this is the type of guy that we need. All right, this is a guy who's all in right now, and no, he hasn't played a, a game for me yet if I'm Urban Meyer, but I know this type of guy. And this is the type of guy I'm talking about with the plus-two mentality, and this is the type of guy that's going to help us win going forward. That's going to resonate in the locker room. That's going to be contagious in the locker room. I think other guys would follow suit um, You know, that are more of the younger brand. So uh, I think it would be smart. Once again, the, the money's got to make sense and all that stuff. But I would not be opposed to them extending DJ Chark in his contract. Yeah, and I I wonder as you're talking about that, I'm kind of thinking the Urban Meyer part of that, like the new regime part of that, does it hurt him at all? Um, But I don't think so. I think there's plenty of tape. Uh, You know, my my point being, if Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell were still around, right, and it's Dave Caldwell's guy, right, that he drafted, and Marone's been around Chark and knows the ins and outs and knows this kid, he's a special kid and he's special talent, he likes him, all that stuff, that's, I don't know if enough time's gone by with Urban Meyer to know that and see that and, and feel that with DJ Chark. So does the change of regime kind of hurt him in getting an early contract? Now. Uh, like Real MVB just said uh, when I asked that question, hey, it's going to be cheaper now than it will be if he goes and puts up big numbers in the season. And the anticipation is he'll have a very nice season this year, especially with Trevor Lawrence throwing him the football. So that's a good point, too. Economically speaking, you have the money. You're probably going to invest him. You play the odds anyway. And so just get it done right now, and it might save you at least a couple million bucks and maybe a headache, too. No, absolutely. And I can't stress this enough. And we've talked before, you know, the whole Gus Bradley era when he got rid of guys like Mercedes Lewis and got rid of Daryl Smith, and I called those guys kind of the bridge guys. Well, I can't stress this enough. You need to retain as many players from the old regime as possible. Now, why would you do that? Okay, obviously the old regime, we're talking about a 1-15 season last year. Mm -hmm. So they know a lot about losing, right? So that factor makes no sense why to keep a player on this team. But why I would say that you have to keep as many of those guys as possible, assume that they have the talent to back it up, like a DJ Chark, obviously like a Miles Jack, it's because they've seen the back, and they know when it's going to be good, right? Where if Urban Meyer comes in right away, he wins six, seven games his first year, and then all of a sudden, second year, we're talking about, hey, can the Jaguars win a division title? Miles Jack and DJ Chark would be the biggest cheerleaders. They'd be the biggest supporters, and supporters that have never really been ingrained in the Urban Meyer system, that have never really worked with him before until he got to Jacksonville. But the reason why they'd be such big advocates and supporters is because they were with the bad. They know how the bad looks. They know how the bad feels in the locker room, on the practice field, all of that stuff. If Urban Meyer can change that around and make it good, why wouldn't Miles Jack, why wouldn't DJ Chark be the biggest advocates for Urban Meyer? So, yeah, I agree. I think if you can shore up DJ Chark right now and you're Urban Meyer, you're obviously confident that this team's going in a new direction. You need as many guys in your corner as possible, and DJ Chark is not a guy that you want to lose, you know, a couple years later to a different team because you, you can't get the contract done. Yeah, uh, it's a good point, and, and one maybe you can kind of um, 
learn from a lesson of yesteryear when that didn't go well <laughs> for sure. the Jags uh, the last time around. Hey, let's uh, see what's happening on the waters and in, uh, in our fishing report. Florida Sportsman Fishing Report right now. Rick Riles joins us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Give us some good news, Rick. Boats on the water, oh, fish biting. I tell you, I, I wish I had better news. It, it really was kind of a tough day today. And I'll tell you, Brent, the, what's going on inshore is right now we're not having enough tide. The water is moving very slow, and that uh, is because of the moon phase. When we have a first quarter moon like this, it's not getting low enough. The east wind is helping by holding it in. And so the Reds weren't real active today. They could afford to take their time, feed when they wanted to. And even though David Borey scraped out a few and Tony Bazella had some, the guides did a little bit, but... There wasn't a whole lot of real good inshore fishing going on today, and the bo- offshore fishing was all bottom fishing. Now, the vermilion snapper bit very well. The trigger fish bit quite well, but the big fish were surprisingly absent today. Uh, it doesn't look very good for the more. I think we got some wind coming in even stronger out of the east. It's probably going to keep everybody at the dock, but we will be back to check on it this time tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. Rick Rouse, you guys have a lot of stuff to worry about. It's the moon, it's the waves, it's the weather, it's the wind, it's the... I mean, there's a lot of stuff to worry about. It's not just about the fish biting, man. No, it's not, Brent. I tell you, we always worry about something. When we're biting, we worry about how soon they're going to quit. When they're not biting, we worry about when they're going to start. But you've got to worry about something. I uh, love it. Thanks, man. Have a good night. Uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow, Brent. All right, that's uh, Rick Rouse, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Everybody just thinks, man, just go throw a line in the water, oh, right? No, it's, it's a little more complicated <laughs> than that. Uh, see, it's not as complicated than the ice fishing you were talking about. Just make no, sure that ice man. is frozen. Just make sure that and beer it's cold, is cold enough. Yep. Exactly. Well, yeah, make sure it's cold <laughs> enough for sure. Make sure the ice is thick enough, and make sure you get that cooler stock full, and make sure you got some firewood just in case you need it. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Um, I got a question for you, folks. If you could. Make your own hat. What would it say? <laughs> this is still a favorite of Austin Lane. St. John's Bluff. I like that one. Is for lovers. I, th- I think mine would be official tape watcher or film. Uh, I've, I've checked the film. Check the tape. Check we the should tape. have a check the tape hat. But see, see, I like check the tape. But I like I've checked the tape. I've but checked the so tape. So it shows that like I'm actually professional. That would be good. Job. You should actually, well, you don't wear hats. But maybe you should just kind well, of maybe snap maybe it to your, like, uh, your... Your belt or something. Now we're talking. Eh, no, I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to go out to Jags practice with a hat that says, I've checked the tape. Either that or <laughs> did you check the tape? You check I, the- I don't know. It's different directions you can go in here. But something check the tape. Let's do it. Let's get it. I like it. I have to make a t-shirt. Did you check the tape? I might have to, check the- might have to make a t-shirt. I'll or to- a hat. I'll have to check my bank account first. We're live at Dome Hats here for another half hour or so. More to come. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 here on a Wednesday. Brent Martineau. All right, Jason Fitz, thanks for checking in, man. We didn't try to keep you too, too long today. We, had, we, we gave you a shorter Austin Lane. Hey, hey, Jason, real quick, man, since you have oh, that Belinda Cough Award, um, you know, since you can you know vote on that, Murray State's got a couple good receivers. <laughs> no, they, they, they didn't play this year, okay? They didn't play a game this year. But Murray State's got a couple good receivers. Just check them out real quick. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Like a gut punch.
today. Like you just hit me right in the gut when you asked me the question. I mean, this is as painful. This is as painful a memory as I have from the NFL. We had every opportunity to go get that that season, and we decided it wasn't worth it to go play for the undefeated season, but instead for the Super Bowl. I just disagreed. There's only been one team to do it. One team pops champagne every year. Go for it. That is Jeff Saturday, who I still believe somebody says, like, either comes to Fernandina Beach or Amelia Island or has a place there. Although, people have told me that. I've never really heard much more about it. I'm not sure. You've you never seen him or anything? You I have. seen him around? I also say, like, Clayton Kershaw will come back there because I think it's when he was with the Suns, his... his uh, I think he met his wife who's from there. You're talking about Amelia Allender? Yeah. Yeah. So well, up that you know, way, you know. Stephen King's up there, too. I have a pretty good authority that Stephen King has a house there in Amelia Island. Who's the other big author? Um, I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than Stephen King, sir. No, are you sure? John Grisham? Grisham. Grisham does. I, okay. Grisham. I know Stephen King is over there, too. Grisham has spent time up there for sure. Okay. Like, I know that, because I think he I can't believe I just named a big author. I think, you, know, you got, you nailed I'm it. I'm proud of myself. But yeah. I think, uh, I think he, he's a... If I'm not mistaken, Grisham's a big baseball guy. Okay. And has spent time. I think he was even around the Bishop Kenny program at times, or had like a uh, like a nephew or something. Yeah. That was around the program. If I'm not mistaken, I forget how that whole story goes. But okay. Eh, you know, just hanging around with superstars here in Jacksonville. Actually, better believe Jackson, it. On ESPN 690, and one superstar is Jeff Whitaker, owner of uh, Dome Hats. He joins us right now to get the hat story. I just put out there if you want any ideas, what would people put on a hat if they could make one. Here at Dome Hats, I'm sure you'll get plenty of suggestions and ideas. I'm all about the new good ideas. Send them our way. That is the cool thing you guys do. Like yeah. you think about a store and uh, or a shirt that's made or a hat that's made, and you think about, okay, I'm going to go sell like a million of these, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if you're a, a business, that's how I'm going to make money. Well, you guys kind of just throw all sorts of hats out there, whether you sell ten of them or ten thousand of them or ten million of them. Yeah. You've got all these different. Ideas, it's, it makes the um, hat bar very fun. Yeah, I, we, we try to keep it local with, with the retail we've done, especially last year when uh, during COVID we looked for some new things to do and um, just some new local ideas, hats we thought we would wear. We, we yeah. asked friends for yeah. good ideas, and some were big hits and some were duds. But, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we had a hat, uh, a Mayport hat that had shrimp on it, and that was a big hit. Uh, the St. John's Bluff for Lovers, that's been a big hit too, but some of them just fell flat. You just... And we always do things in limited edition because people also like exclusivity. Of yeah, course. Yeah, there's, only, there's only three dozen of these exist. That's true. And yeah. I got one of them. You were the so NFT like, before NFTs. There you go. <laughs> what do you, you think has been the, the biggest seller? What's, what's been like the, the top-notch one? Like the, the go-getter? As far as like our retail stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. If you say Dilla, by the way, I'm turning your, na- turning your <laughs> mic off. <laughs> Uh, Dill has been a great supporter of our of our brand, man. He's those that Bull City Brigade, that whole crew, the Jags Twitter crew, man. Yeah, they're fun. That's, oh, that's yeah. a great. We crowd, have a lot of fun dude. with yes, us. Oh, we they're do. great guys, and uh, they've been very supportive of us. We're really grateful. They support everything local, and we try to we try to support them. Uh, that's why we did a bunch of hats for Dilla. Man, those things went quick. Yeah, Sorry got, you didn't get I, one. I didn't even get one. <laughs> I, which I, I, I mean, mean, I think we did a pretty good job promoting it. Oh, we sure well, did. We, we didn't even well, get I think one. that we had a bunch left over for you, and one by one they just kept getting picked over. And then yeah. I, I blame I blame Chris. He he, he let he let somebody walk with it. So yeah. that's Chris's fault. That's, I blame Chris as well. Yeah, so uh, that's my business partner, Chris Hetland. So he's... <laughs> Uh, hey, he you guys are. Uh, this. Uh, I was just talking to you about this. I love so many. You know, whether it's Baker Sports or mm-hmm. you name it, 
local establishments, local places, local businesses started by guys like you and Chris mm -hmm. who are from here, and then boom. Uh, I mean, you're doing hats for country music stars. Mm -hmm. you're, you're involved with Ripken Baseball. I mean, you guys have, have done really well locally, and you have a name locally, but obviously it's bigger than just locally, right? How's business? Business is great. You know, we last year, like, you know, I'm sure there's restaurant owners listening right now and bar owners. I'm sure there's people who had a rough year last year. We were in your boat, man. Last year was tough. Yeah. And uh, you know, there wasn't a, lot of, wasn't a lot of music concerts, wasn't a lot of team sports being going on, so you figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, you band together. Fortunately, we have amazing people here we've hired, and, and they've been with us years and years and years. And we went through the tough times together. You come back on the other end, and, man, people are hungry to go to concerts, and people are hungry to play sports, and people yeah. are hungry to get outside uh, and have new stuff to wear. So um, you pull it together, and, and um, we got, yeah, we got a great story here, having a great year both locally and nationally, and uh, just excited about where we're going. You know what's interesting, too, is that you got me thinking. I bet a lot of people inside taking walks were thinking of all these ideas. They pro You know, I asked, what would you put on a hat? People probably have ten ideas they'd put on a hat yeah. or yeah. a shirt or whatever, right? I mean, you're probably getting ideas, even yourselves. Mm -hmm. You guys uh, obviously have taken over next door. Mm -hmm. uh, you've built this hat bar, and I know that was in the works anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but the ideas. Were probably flowing during the pandemic. I well, there's a lot of things flowing during the pandemic. <laughs> um, you know, starting around noon on Tuesday, yeah. but it was hence <laughs> the hat bar. <laughs> well, we and we well, you know, Chris Hetland. So we, we were teammates at Florida yeah. uh, years ago, and um, you know, we've been in a business together, and we had a pretty traditional standard office, and we're sitting here one day bored, saying. Pretty much every good thing that's happened to us in life has happened in a bar. Met our wives in bars, through <laughs> our friendship in bars. Every memory we have or hazy memory we have is in a bar. Let's sure. let's build a bar here. Yeah. And it's not your typical bar. There's not a lot of booze underneath it. You live each under it. And it's hats. So customers can come sit down. They can they can get on our hat builder on the TVs above it. They can build their own unique hat. We can show them all the different styles. Um, and if they want to buy some from our retail collection, they can do that as well. We try to get a lot of Jacksonville, uh, a lot of locally themed things in here. So uh, the people who walk in. Uh, can can get a little taste at whether they're a tourist or whether they're local and get something take them home from from Jacksonville. Austin, all the good things you've had happen happen in a bar too. I mean, no, Blaine dude, Gabbard. you're not lying. Yeah, I mean, uh, Blaine Gabbard, you know, cheersing me and sent me to the ER essentially got me the the morning show gig because I told the story about Blaine Gabbard yeah. and we did a shot. I went to the hospital after it and now I got the morning show gig. So everyone needs one of those Blaine Gabberts in their life. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? The question I had for you though is like, you know, I always think of t-shirts. Like when you design a t-shirt, you get it in the mail. You know, like it's okay, but it's not the highest quality. Quality, right? Mm -hmm. Like I see these hats here, man. Like you see these hats. Like these are top-notch hats. Like they look like they're the highest of qualities. And like I said, if I didn't have a ginormous bulbous head, I would rock all these hats. Unfortunately, I just can't do it because once again, I have dreadlocks and it just doesn't work. <laughs> but like, how does that? I mean, you guys obviously take pride in that, correct? Yep. I mean, these are. Do you guys make these yourselves? How does this work? A little process. It's quality over quantity. Okay. Um, we do have a manufacturing manufacturing center. Um, Fortunately, we have the top quality as, as far as any headwear in, in the world, really. I mean, yeah. you can come in here and put us against anywhere. Um, you've, heard, you've heard of New Era. New Era is made sure. in the same manufacturing center as ours. So, wow. So you're talking about the best brands in the world are, are uh, kind of using the same kitchen, right? So, sure. Uh, but we try to differentiate through uh, you know, our service, the customization, and uh, you know, look, we're local, man. We're, we're yeah. a small, growing business, and uh, we try to be as, whether you're a a small lemonade stand or you're a big corporate customer, you're going to get the same customer service uh, either way, whether you're getting 12 hats or you're getting 1,200 hats. Cool. So, Who's cool. the country music stars you're with? Man, we've been real fortunate. We uh, we were doing hats for a 
um, an event in Nashville called Whiskey Jam. Yeah. And we were doing, you know, 24, 36 hats at a time. And um, a guy who was involved with that said, hey, it's great. I actually do the headwear for George Strait, and I need 5,000 hats. <laughs> wow. Would you Dang. be interested? And we said, uh, yeah. And so that's a long story, but we ended up getting him, and then that led to Luke Bryan. That led to Luke Combs. Um, led to a lot of different acts like Miranda Lambert. Cool. Um, uh, a lot of different sm- smaller artists that are on the rise, like Jimmy Allen, Kane Brown. Uh, I can kind of go on. We're doing hats for Alabama. We were doing hats for Charlie Daniels' band before oh, yeah, he passed. So it, it was one of those kind of pinch me moments when you you go to a concert and you at like Luke Bryan and you see your hats there on the rack. And it was, you know, ten years ago I was just trying to beg my old my niece high school where I went. I'm trying to beg them to order three dozen hats. Yeah. And and you know you just kind of keep working, man. Just well, keep keep working. And, and how does that work? Obviously, like by the way, I mentioned Dilla and the video went out. Yeah. Just oh, well, know. shocking, man. That's what happened. Shocking. Video went out. Actually, shocking. I just forgot to plug the thing in, so it ran out of battery. So you, you, you mentioned the country <laughs> music artists, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, their people come to you, and do they already have the design in mind? And then no. Do you, do you refine? Okay, so it's, it's all up to you, then. You know. Which is pressure. Well, it's pressure. Um, we, we like to say every hat is a story. Yeah. So when an artist or a merchandise company representing an artist comes to us, we ask them about them. You know, okay. you know where where is you know George Strait is from Poteet, Texas. Mm-hmm. I only know that because we had to kind of do a little deep dive into what he was all about, yeah. so we could actually bring the story out through the hat. Anybody can do a hat. Yeah. It's very much a commodity product. Sure. And so in order to, and they're gonna George Strait's gonna sell hats. It could be a, the, the ugliest hat in the world. <laughs> they're gonna sell his concert. Yeah. But if you do something of a higher quality with a little bit behind it, they're gonna sell faster. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they've liked. We've been able to provide that value. We got a guy named Fook Nguyen in the back. He is a graphic designer extraordinaire, and he has taken us to the next level. So without him, we wouldn't be able to do this. So cool. Um, but uh, you, you try to bring the story out through the apparel, whether it's a T-shirt or a hat or whatever else. Yeah, because uh, that's why we're still thinking of a logo. Yes, we yeah. are. Lane, we yes. got to still think of one. Hey, um, I said my ideas, didn't hear anything back. Oh, so yeah, uh, well, your ideas. Uh, what were you just going to come up with? What did we just do in the last break? Check the tape. Check the tape. Check the tape. Or we watched the tape. Or did you check the tape? Did, has yes. there been a did you check the tape? Hat I like yet? that. Did you check the tape? Yeah. Show me the all 22. Show me the all 22. Show me the all 22. Good. <laughs> Have you seen the all 22? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. Because you know, there's so many, especially in oh, our yeah. business. There's so many like the isms. Yeah, like I watched it when I watched the tape. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. What yeah. did you see on the tape? Tape don't, <laughs> Iron Sky don't lie. Tape don't lie. I mean, that one's fantastic. Yeah. I, I just came up with the idea because, like, every draft expert wants to go, well, I've watched the film on this guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, essentially, you watched a five-minute YouTube clip of him, yes. and then you've, you've established an opinion. <laughs> and now and you're that, an expert. And now he's going in the second round because you say so. Like, that's yeah. what we're talking about is YouTube clip. Ask yeah. him what a six technique is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the one you got over here you loved? Uh, oh, yeah. So, knuck, knuck if you're buck. Um, and that's in reference, well, we used to call it the cross buck yeah. back in Wisconsin. Um, it's actually a cool story he was telling me about it, he can tell it. But uh, the whole reason why I didn't become a high school quarterback is because I could not run the cross buck to save my life. There's a lot of motions involved. It's almost like a counter. And I couldn't figure it out, Brent. You, you know me, man. I'm more of a paint-by-numbers type of dude. <laughs> couldn't figure out a cross buck to save my life. So I played defensive end and wide receiver. It is what it is. Fair enough. But it's a fantastic yeah. hat. And that was a guy in California that came up with that. For high school coach. Want yeah. to sell hats and he had a pretty good logo. So, yeah, there you go. How about that? Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got. I did have this question for you. Mm-hmm. Hats, uh, maybe I don't know. Ten years ago, felt like they were fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, they felt like they had gone to twenty-five bucks. Mm-hmm. They now, if you go buy them in a retail, feel like they're like thirty-five bucks. Like, what is the average hat cost? 
you know, anywhere from 25 to 35 in retail, or else you're going to catch you can catch some things on sale. But you go to Dick's, you're going to pay 30 to 35 bucks for a yeah. you know a Jags hat, something like that. Yeah. But um, that's not really our market. We're in we're in custom. So if you, if you have a beer softball league, or if you got a team, you know. And you're getting a few dozen, you can get that price down to ten, twelve bucks. Yeah. Well, uh, Coos, by the way, buys eighty dollar hats. Well, I was gonna say, have you guys started specializing in the, those waterproof hats that are like eighty to ninety bucks a pop? Uh, and what is know. the market like for those? Uh, I've, it's a small market. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds about right. Hey, yeah. Jeff Whitaker from Dome Hats, uh, keep up the good work, man. I love your story, and and we uh, really appreciate you teaming up with us on our Dream 18 all the time. And Absolutely. Dream 18 card. Come on in, say hello to these guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Hey, man. And uh, will Dan Mullen ever win a national championship? Yes. Yes. <laughs> High on Mullen? Gator guys. Yeah. That's all the Gator talk. <laughs> <laughs> we got, got about 30 se- well, seconds. We've, we've reached the quarter for the month That's the already. That's okay. yeah, Just started. We're home with Florida State Seminoles here on Action Sports Jackson ESPN. Hey. I don't know if you knew that. That's okay. It's, every, it's good to represent high schools every now and again. <laughs> hey, the, the high school's paying the bills, so. It is what it is. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 690. Live from Dome Hats in Jack's Beach. Last year on the 25th anniversary, I, I decided that I, that I preserved the memory um, of that night from my own eyes. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And I refrained from every once in a while you'd see a highlight on TV and I would turn it off right away. But I decided to sit down and watch uh, Chris Berman in that 21-minute uh, you know, ovation. Uh, Chris didn't say a word, and I thought that was uh, that was pretty interesting. But uh, going back and watch it, I was able to take in some things that I didn't know was happening in and around me, and it was it was a wonderful way to go back and look on 25 years. It's Cal Ripken. Good old Cal. 21 minutes didn't say a word. Huh? That's good broadcasting. <laughs> Brent Morton, Austin Lane, we're at Dome Hats. Once again, check out ESPN690.com for a Dream 18 card. 45 bucks. that's it, best deal in town by far. Uh, discounted golf, free stuff, and that includes a free hat from Dome Hats. If you uh, pick up a card, come on out to the Jack's Beach uh, location right here where we're at today. And uh, shop until you drop as well. Great, uh, great little place over here. We appreciate Jeff uh, and the gang having us out here on this Wednesday. Uh, Brad Stevens going to the front office, getting off the uh, court. That surprises me. He's been very yeah. successful. He's young. Of course, he feel, looks like he's 22 still, but he's not that young. Danny Ainge getting out. That's, um, that's an interesting move for a guy who seemed like he had way more to build or way more to accomplish as a, as a head coach. Yeah. Why go to the front office? Maybe he's feeling – I think he said he's feeling a little burnt yeah. out from coaching, obviously. Um that that consumes a lot of energy. I can see and it, that. Yeah, it, it consumes a lot of energy and time from you. So, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, not to say where he's going to go is not an important position because it definitely is. Uh, but maybe he just wants a, a you know, just a, a new kind of look and more power to him if that's the case. What would the Celtics do now? Well, they got to hire a new coach. I know. Well, right. I, I mean, I, Evan, Turner, Evan Turner basically came out and said, it's not going to be me. Um, by the yeah. way, that's one thing we left out of the Shashevsky story is uh, I think it's John Shire who's been on his bench and played there and all that stuff. He's going to be the new coach. Like they've already got a coach in waiting, ready to go at Duke. Sure, sure. And so, and you know, that's happened sometimes. You get the guy on the bench, and I, you know, could that happen in uh, for the Celtics? Who knows what they decide to do? Becky Hammond. Yeah, uh, has been Mike talked Brown, about today. Mike Brown's being talked about, assistant coach uh, of the Warriors. Could a could Hammond get that gig? 
Um, I, I mean, uh, is the NBA ready for it? Oh, I don't think that that's the issue. You know, uh, to, to me, it's, it's she's the best candidate. And if uh, you know Stevens or whoever's making this call is like, yeah, I th- we think her her philosophies and her mindsets. Which let's be honest, I mean, she comes from the coaching tree uh, of Greg Popovich, who's kind of that. He's kind of like the, the Bill Belichick, if you will, of the NBA. He's kind of that old school dude. Um, you know, has runs the culture a certain way. If you can get kind of like that match culture in Boston. I think that would be a positive. So um, it begs the question if she is probably the best candidate. What, what I, I've got to be honest with you. The first thing I thought of in a place is, is it important to have Becky Hammond be a part? Um, how important is the fit, whether it's the city or whether Boston can be ruthless. Sure. From and, a, it, and it can also be passionate. And it can be passionate. Sure. And it's a legendary franchise mm-hmm. in the NBA. If If – Becky Hammond was going to be named the head coach mm-hmm. of an NBA organization, and I said, hey, it's going to be the Celtics. Does that give you like, ooh, I don't know if that's the greatest place to go. San Antonio, they know where they're well. If Popovich were to leave, that's the best transition. That's a good fit. That's a good spot. Is there a better spot for her to land to make history well, and to be the yeah. first female head coach in the NBA. I mean, obviously, there's better spots for her to land because expectations won't be as high as they are in Boston because I feel like in every sport, expectations are super high. But at the same time, that's to say, like, you know, she I'm sure she can handle that, you know. And once again, if, if you want that uh, Greg Popovich-type culture um, to, to maybe, you know, rub off from her onto your new team in Boston, then why wouldn't you celebrate that? So, yeah, there's probably there's easier career moves, but let's be honest. When when you're like the first woman's assistant coach in the NBA and you're kind of this trendsetter and you're this pioneer, uh, I don't think anything's really come easy to you. So if you go to Boston, I'm sure she would definitely accept that challenge. You know what's interesting about thinking about that idea of it, and, and people have talked about it a little bit today around the country on this news, is Stevens. First of all is I don't know if it takes a younger person in a in a management role but I feel like it's a better fit than having like some guy that's been around the NBA for 50 years and this would be so new and different sure. to as in in that role like being her boss if you will. Sure. Uh, I also feel like a guy like Stevens so from a transitional thing I think that would work. From uh, Brad Stevens, he still is a very good coach, mm-hmm. and seemingly could assist in philosophy. Maybe their philosophies do cross paths a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying he would be a personnel guy and a coach. I'm not saying she needs that. But it again, when I talk situation, I'm talking to Celtics the right team to go to. Is the front office the right team to go to? Uh, is the fan base going to be ruthless if they lose 10 games in a row in a, in a way where you don't want to make those kind of headlines? You know, you, you got to think about all that stuff. Um, I think it's about to happen. I think it's going to happen at some point. I don't know if this is the year for it to happen. It felt like all along it could happen in San Antonio whenever Popovich decides to go. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I'm, I think wherever she goes... Um, because it, it comes down to this. Like, yeah, sure, the X's and O's and all this stuff of basketball, but it's really can you get the most out of your players yeah. and can they buy into what you're doing? Now, do I have the answer sitting here in dome hats? Absolutely not. I don't have the answer. But I would like to think that they would at least give her an opportunity. And I'd like to think that after all she's been through and kind of what the, what her inner circle and even her peers say about her is that she can handle the opportunity and she can get the most um, out of those players in Boston. So 
if it is the Boston Celtics, I think she can handle it. If it's somewhere else, I think she can definitely handle it. It's just the fact of, you know, it's not a matter of um, if, it's when she gets that opportunity. We're at a hat bar. It feels like a good time for... A little happy hour horn here in the 5 o'clock hour on a Wednesday on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Taste the islands and every drop of Vida de Luis tequila. 100% blue agave from tequila, Mexico. Good vibes. VitaDeLuis.com, the place to go where you can pick up a bottle of Vita de Luis tequila, Reposado, and Yeho Blanco. Locally owned tequila right here, in fact, in Jack's Beach, all the way from Tequila, Mexico. Check them out, VitaDeLuis.com. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane. You know, one of the topics I had today, and we kind of mentioned Cleveland, and this was part of the reason uh, I, I brought this topic up. Who, who do you think will be the most exciting team to watch in the NFL this year? Is Cleveland on that list? Are they? Uh, there, there's certainly a curiosity about them. If you could pick one team. Mm. You've seen Tampa. You've seen Kansas City. Uh, yeah, who would you, you can never see too much Kansas City, man. Yeah, I get it, but I feel like I know them in and out. I know what to expect of them. I'm Listen, going I've seen team. every episode of Seinfeld like 25 <laughs> times. doesn't mean I still don't enjoy watching Seinfeld. Well, would it be Kansas City? I think it would be yeah. I think it would be up there for sure. I mean, it's Tyree Kill. It's it's Travis Kelsey. It's it's arguably the best quarterback in the league. I think Kansas City um, is still must see TV. But if you're looking to, for me to take a new team, um, a team maybe not on everybody's radar per se. I I, I mean, I, I want to say Buffalo, but like, are they? I mean, they're kind of on everybody's radar already. Like they had a good run last year. Yeah, Stephon I think, Diggs. I think some of the candidates in this include Arizona. I think they include yeah. Cleveland. Um, honestly, I, I think I think Bills could could go there actually. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Miami fits that. Like yeah. Tua, I think has a ton of entertainment ex- value. If yeah, I'm a but fan I, I gotta Florida. see more out of Tua though. Well, I know but that's why you gotta see it. It's like must watch TV. Like you yeah. gotta see what he's gonna do. Yeah. I kind of feel that with him. Okay. But I think actually Arizona, probably with the name recognition, how good can they make that offense? How good will Kyla Murray be in year three? I saw an article recently talking about year three quarterbacks and Mm -hmm. who's going to blossom. Kyla Murray was on that list, and it makes some sense. Daniel Jones was on that list, by the way. He's going to blossom this year? I don't know. It could be. Waiting, man. Because right now it's just a bunch of uh, of weeds in the dirt waiting Uh, for that flower to bloom. But I, I think I don't feel like Cleveland is an exciting team to watch all the time. I, I I don't I feel like Arizona has the ability to be electrifying. Well, they're, well, they're, they're more explosive, obviously, because Arizona is going to pass the ball a lot more than Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, but you know how I feel about running the ball. I know. Yeah. So you don't mind it, but I'm I, saying, I don't mind it whatsoever. Uh, by the way, I just want to let you know I survived my 36-hour fast. Oh yeah, how that? Good. Are you good. Felt pretty good this Sweet. morning. Sweet. What'd you eat? First thing you ate? Uh, first thing I ate was a uh, salad. Okay. And okay. Uh, a few slices of like pepperoni. Okay. That's it. And then some gummy bears. And then some gummy bears. I have not had gummy bears. And some gummy bears. I have not yet. I'm actually, you know what's really interesting about it? Yeah. I had this crazy, like, I did have a lot of energy this morning. Okay. Like, woke up kind of early. Sure. Felt pretty, I was like, that's weird. Like, it didn't go play 18 and shoot the best score of your life? Nope. I went for a walk and it poured. Oh. That's a bummer. (laughs) On the walk. So, uh, that's the update. Uh, We'll uh, back to the 36 hour fast next week. Thanks, Phil Mickelson. There you go, man. We'll see how we do. Brent's hero. Uh, if my short game could only follow suit. <laughs>
That's going to do it from Dome Hats. Once again, check out the ESPN690.com Dream 18 card. Check it out on ESPN690.com, and you can get a free hat from Dome Hats. Thanks to uh, all these guys out here. Hope uh, business keeps up good, and uh, come out and visit Dome Hats right here at Jack's Beach. We'll be, I think, out at Porsche tomorrow with plenty to talk about, including the Jags unveiling their plans for downtown, a facility, and we'll also have a look at practice once again. So we'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Back at it on ESPN 690 tomorrow at 3. Have a good night, everybody.